0: Watch this. No
1: way! Hello and welcome back to a new series or a new semi-series or a new sub-series of the Cookie Jar Golf Podcast. I just call it a different flavour. It's just basically, it's going to be... The same thing as the Cookie Jar Golf Podcast, but it's going to be little micro pods. Yeah. The cookie crumbs, some would say. I am Tom Mills,
0: and today I'm only joined by Sam Williams. Greetings, Thomas. How Hello, are we doing? Sam. You alright? Yeah, good, mate. So, um, just introducing this concept. I guess we constantly talk about some of the golf courses we play, um, but feel like we're shoehorning it into pods. So, doing a few little micro pods, talking about some of the courses we've played on our travels. I thought it'd be quite interesting. Um, and on Monday, I managed to drag you up to painswick
1: now monday 's a very arbitrary term when you listen to this podcast at any point in time in the future. So a few days ago, we played Painswick, which I was convinced was Minchinhampton for like literally. Four hours.
0: I was convinced we were going to mention Hampton. Are they even close to each other? Uh, they're at Gloucestershire courses, okay. all very popular with the kind of woke golf course architecture brigade. Um, but I'd seen so many pictures of Painswick. I am super excited to go and see it. Obviously, you know, we have a massive fondness, don't we, for Cleve? But um, I think also, a bit of context here, Monday the 19th of July was a cripplingly hot day in Britain, so the idea that we could sit in a car for 50 minutes with air conditioning was, um, <laughs> it felt was like a holiday. I oh, was so up for that. Um, so yeah, I guess kind of maybe just talk talk a little about Painswick and experiences going into that with 17 pound 50 green fee. I think I'd done a little bit more due diligence than you. What were you Considering expecting? I didn't
1: know where we were going. Yeah. I think you've done a little bit more than me. Um, well, friend of the pod, Simon Haynes, um, world renowned nerd
0: uh world-renowned nerd i'd say um if you want black and white pictures of bunkers he's your guy
1: yeah he's um he's a full-on golf norse like the rest of us and he like raves about painswick so it was on our bucket it was on our hit list for a while wasn't it so we got a, a warm evening and went down there um I suppose we should start a little bit about the background of Painswick, I suppose. I mean, I'm not the most well-versed person about Painswick, but
0: David. Yeah, Brown. I'm not going to pretend to have done loads of loads of, um, research, but I do know it was, um, really accredited to David Brown. So David famous from our Musselburgh film was pulled off a roof. Um, and won the Open Championship, having been given a bath and put into a fresh suit. And I know he was also working as a professional down at Cleve Hill. So given the, the proximity of the two courses, the fact they kind of all occupy different parts of the Cotswold escarpment, um, yeah, he, he's kind of accredited with, with the design. I don't know an awful lot more about that. I knew that it was a relatively short course. Um, driving down, I think we had a little look at the scorecard, 4,800 yards mm. past 67. <laughs> To steal a line from
1: from our Cullen film, one could be forgiven for thinking fifty nine watch is on the cards. Well, I can tell you, it's absolutely not. Eighty nine watch might be on the cards, but not fifty nine watch. It was a blisteringly difficult golf course. What was um, the
0: takeaway? What was your thoughts going into it? Like, cause well, I, you know, coming away from it, what were the kind of? There big are things? some
1: huge similarities to Cleave, and there are some enormous differences to Cleave. So. I mean, th- that whole stretch of golf up there is still so raw. Like, it's not in any way, shape, or form USGA. It's it's not as raw as Cleve. It's not maintained by sheep. It's got proper green staff. And it's, it's just still very raw and basic. And you go there and you think, you know, you can imagine how golf was. Um, they got the breathtaking views around there. I mean, the views are yeah, sensational. Um, but... You know, if you built a course now, you you know, I think someone would say, "Oh, should you put the clubhouse n- near the top somewhere?" Yeah. But David Brown and in all of his his uh his knowledge starts the golf course down at the bottom, at the lowest point you could possibly be. So, like for six holes, I mean, getting up that hill is
0: it's a great experience. I mean, it's a bit of a ball. cardiac hill up the first. Yeah. You, I mean, for me, I kind of takeaways would be really really small greens like tiny really tiny greens i thought the flags were huge when we were playing at them and after a few i realized actually the flags were normal size it was the greens that were smaller um
1: just to add to that i mean the i think that the the signature hole you'd say is the par three sixth glorious golf hole Um, incredible golf hole glorious golf hole it's like
0: 210 10
1: sort of downhill it's really quite a tough little par three um well, I that's by par I I
0: three length, yeah. isn't it? But when the green was the green,
1: <laughs> it was eight yards wide. <laughs> <laughs> it's the smallest green in the world. And like, if you miss left, which I did, and I only missed by about seven, eight yards. Yeah. Left toast. of the green, it was dead. The rough rough management did not exist. But that's not why you're there. You know, it's not, you're not there for for all that. It's just like, it is so much fun. But
0: the greens are super small. I agree with you on that. They are literally tiny. I think there's a there's a lot to be said for that I think um you know we you know we'll talk a little bit about around I'm sure at some point but halfway through we managed to we we kind of picked up Ollie on our travels and said look like, you know he's obviously a local golfer you know do you mind if we join you're him? saying
1: this like someone's someone understands Ollie was a golfer who had, I mean his t-shirt represented everything that was going on about 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 pains with because the back sort of the spine of his t-shirt was just drenched in sweat it was so hot and i think he was about to call it a day and he was kind of sort of moseying around and and uh sam got chatting to him and and he thankfully joined us and uh, for the last six souls maybe yeah, yeah um just a local golfer you know telling us about you know his journey in golf he started pretty recently and all-around top guy teacher in the area and um you know 30 pound a month subs.
0: Just incredible. It's amazing. You know, and and playing with him was pretty neat, but you kind of get... I I, I thought the landforms of the course were were pretty pretty special. I thought Mm. all of that stuff is really memorable when you play it. I don't think... It's quite enjoyable, the fact that you've got all these funky slopes around the green. You've got to come up with all these different short shots around them. You know, you're not going to hit 18 greens in regulation around there. Now, kind of the reason I bought Ollie up was because he told us very quickly that actually now they've got a second green keeper. So I think a guy used to maintain the course on his own, which if you've played Painswick and if you haven't, you must go and play it. The the land to go and reach different parts of the course with any kind of equipment would be an undertaking in itself, let alone if you were the only green keeper. Yeah. So I think it's incredible. And the fact that they're small greens is brilliant because that's exactly why you can get stupidly cheap green fees really, because there's not mm. the same cost that goes into to looking after it. The ground, pretty pretty springy. Yeah, it was, it was proper turf,
1: wasn't it? I mean, it was proper. It's interesting because when we covered um, Cleave, you know, they, they talk about it being linksy and, you know, to many degrees Paynes looks the same. It's this sort of chalky turf. It's on that Cotswold stone. It looks, you know, it's not, it drains amazingly. You can imagine it doesn't get wet in the in the, in the winter at all. And it's just to get away with one greenkeeper is absolutely nuts and they're like the, the how how far they've progressed the course with the second green keeper, and he was in
0: good condition like yeah. I and mean, that's i think that's where there's a lot to be said for you know just having good land as a starting mm. point
1: i would say if you go to Painswick, i mean i almost wouldn't bother with a scorecard because the Bachelor. number that's on the scorecard is just so unrepresentative to the number that you and your playing partners will get
0: well the first hole is what 220 20. yards we're driving down i'm thinking okay could i mean it could be an iron it could, it could be, be, be a fail <laughs> we would have Four iron, we, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna get home here like this is, a, this is a nice easy start you're playing straight up an embankment to a blind green and that's okay and then you get to the top and it's like oh my god there's all these ravines in yeah. below the greens it's like that's awesome like it's really cool um But, Um, you know, it's a legitimate par four. It's just very short. It's not an easy golf hole. The green is small. Mm. If you go past the pin, you've got one of those awkward little ledges. So let's talk
1: about this. So I'd say, you know, we're not not super well versed in Gloucestershire golf. But there seems in the two courses that we've played in Gloucestershire, they've got a sort of unique little feature that you kind of – I've only ever seen there, really, where the greens are obviously – They're all built on hills because it's all very hilly down there. You've got the Cotswolds, and they seem to have dug out a small section of the hill to flatten the green, and then put that earth on the other side of the green to make it larger and flatter. So you get a drop onto the green, then it flats, and then a drop off the green but yeah it, you get that quite a lot and it's a really unique feature i think i've not Cotswold seen it anywhere golf. and then no. you go and
0: play around the cotswolds and there's, there's quite a bit of it Cleve hill lots of it i would say it's without doubt one of the biggest challenging it's hard it's a terrain to get through because you're basically playing off a ledge onto the green below yeah. or chipping up from below a very steep ledge there's no bunkers there at all is there no not the right so I But don't it shows how much you miss a bunker because i think we were driving back and i was like was there a bunker i don't know don't think there was a bunker. I just thought it was a
1: ball striker because I have
0: not been in the bunker all <laughs> I day. I didn't miss though having bunkers like he just yeah. definitely didn't need it. I think Cleve Hill probably uh,
1: has a couple of we you know there's no apologies for comparing the two because they are I suppose competing for the same audience in a way. They're not far away from each other. It's, it's relatively cheap green fees. It's fairly rugged golf. Cleve Hill put in a few bunkers that I think happened by yeah. committee over time. I very much doubt they were there and in I the know, early yeah, days, I think that's
0: fair to assume.
1: Um, and I don't think Painswick's any, any less for it. I think, in fact, I think the course was harder for not having them because in the places they would have put them, you know, you can splash out onto the green and, and all that. But this had lots of runoffs and and you find yourself in tightly mown areas and it was a little bit trickier for not having them. I think.
0: What about what were your favourite holes? I
1: mean, I'm always going to have a. I'm always gonna have a rose tinted view on the back six because I absolutely <laughs> took you to shreds on the back six. But um I mean the part that the signature hole the sixth is a pretty, pretty good golf hole, pretty spectacular golf hole down the hill, and you can see the you know, it's almost sort of three hundred and sixty views, uh, degree views of the whole of Gloucestershire. So that hole's pretty impressive. Um but then there's two like super sneaky short par threes, hundred and fifteen yards, yeah. Completely <laughs> blind and up. Both of them are up. Thirty yards. Five and ten. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But th- holes five and ten. They go up, you know, thirty yards up in the air. You can't see where it's going and you're hitting sort of gap wedge into no idea where you're hitting it. And they're quite but cool. But they're
0: seriously good fun golf holes, yeah. aren't they, actually? Like you play and they're bold,
1: so it's not like because the the greens are bold. Yeah, yeah. So it, it all feeds like, back down. All you gotta there. do is get it in the vicinity and it kind of you won't be far away. So that's quite cool. It's just asking you whether you can get the ball in the air.
0: Yeah, the par threes are pretty cool. I think then, you know, I think there are some good par fours. I mean, we can't not talk about the second there. The hardest golf hole in the history <laughs> of the world. I genuinely know. Like, we got, we played the first. I'm sweating bullets after getting up that hill. I've made a nice little four, chipped up, two putts. thought, okay, we're in the round here. Got the first hole against Tom. And you stand on the second tee. It's like, I think, what is it, about 320 yards, I want to say? Maybe 340? Maybe 340, yeah. Stroke three. Okay. Looks tough because I'm looking at a Hogsback fairway here. I can't see anything past the, the stake, but the stake looks like it's 230 down there. So you're thinking, fairway would just get it in play. Get just, I just need down to add a touch
1: of description. It's a Hogsback fairway with a, with a, you know, like a marker in the middle. It's OB left. Yeah, damn. Death, um, death left. I mean, uh, it, well, I think it is off the course, OB left and right is just more ravines. It's ravines and caverns and. and 30, like,
0: 40 foot as well. Like, yeah, it's super crazy death. steep. Carry on. Yeah, so then you get down there, you've got to play into a green, obviously, with a. You can kind of see the top part of the pin. Behind it, there's a little lollipop behind to kind of give you a kind of a bit of an aim point on where to go if you can't see the top of the pin. Um, you then get a kind of this view of the ravine that then pinches all the way into the front of the green, doesn't it? It goes right across. The fairway gets stupidly crazy narrow. Down the left, the tree line, which becomes a red hazard because it drops off into another gorge, becomes visible. And then when you get down to the green, you realise it's about 10 paces long.
1: And it's a front-to-back. Front-to-back.
0: Front-to-back. It's genuinely one of the hardest and most terrifying golf holes I've ever played. It is... Solid. I Great mean fun. I, I
1: I've smoked a five wood up there and I've just got like I've probably probably the best t-shirt I hit all day and I've got a nine-iron in. But when you're looking at nine-iron with his red left, red long, caves right, short is the narrowest fairway in the world. Yeah, it was a fairly intimidating approach shot. David Brown was a sadist. We've got to talk about the match, unfortunately. Um... But we can go through some some more holes first. I think if you was playing Painswick, and if I were to give anyone some advice about Painswick, um, do not go there thinking you are any way capable of bullying this golf course. Hit the ball where you can see. And I think so often we were like, okay, well, it's 260 down there, so I can just knob a drive down there. But in reality, you could do six iron wedges and just You really didn't need anything course. more
0: that I don't think... Because there's two par fives that play <laughs> alongside... I mean, it's a shared fairway, but it's really the same fairway. You know, you, you almost play down the throats of the group in front of you as they're yeah. coming back up nine. Um, those are the only long holes on the course. I would say neither are really legitimate. To, we played off the backs. I don't think eight or nine is really reachable in two. It's, uh, if it's reachable, it's not the play. And and the par fours are all... Definitely reachable for most yeah. golfers eight with a nine off the downhill, tee.
1: downhill and then nine comes back up,
0: but like you say, the same fairway. So it made us look stupid, didn't it? Because, you know, there was a couple of holes once you got through, you know, one and then the mind-bendingly difficult second. You play two really good par fours back to back. You play, you know, the third, you've got kind of like this huge quarry works off to the right of you. You play downhill. The green's just winking at you from the tee, isn't it? Nice yeah. elevated tee 280 position. 280, it's like... so. I don't know why as golfers you have that little buzzer in your head that goes, I've got to go for it. It's in range. I cannot possibly lay up. So we all try and lump drivers down there. The same repeats itself on the fourth, which is like 290 uphill. So clearly not the play.
1: Both of those holes, by the way. So they're both sort of 280, 290. Both have got, like you say, greens are just basically...
0: like placemats.
1: Giving you the eye (laughs) and going like, come on then. And the left, you're playing... You're playing towards this green that if you go left of it, kicks to OB, so yeah. it's dead. Like, And the whole fairway runs to OB. And exactly the same thing happens on the fourth in reverse. You just go up to the right and you're playing towards... That's red-staked, but you're playing up towards red-staked and you've got to hit basically the eye of a needle from 290. And we all... I don't know why Sucked we all us think in we could do yeah. it.
0: Fully suckered us in. And, you know, if the hole was longer, we probably wouldn't have played those shots... And I think that's why there's a lot to be said for it. And it genuinely made us look like morons for a few holes because mm. I think in the first 14 holes, we were pretty much, you know, we we're really outing on about five holes. I, I'd kind of arrogantly mm. got out of the car and said, probably I'm going to need a couple of golf balls. Grab a fistful of T-pegs, we'll be all good. Um, and yeah, I like playing it again. I would show an infinite amount more respect to par around there. I yeah. think... Yeah, I mean, I'm going to put it out there and say we both played it with too much arrogance. Yeah.
1: I think, like, the first, you, you would be very well, we talked about this first 220, you would be very well served to hit an eight iron up the hill and just chip on.
0: Well, Ollie if- came out with a statement, didn't he? On his way back, he was like, when it gets summery and really hot and the ground gets burnt out. What did he say? He, he say? some
1: of the old boys can't get to the top of the hill, so they hit the ball up the hill, and he doesn't reach to the top and just rolls back to their feet. Because the
0: hill's like about 140, hundred and sixty yards to what? ascend. I think before you get anything like being on level ground. Now, I know old boys that aren't going to advance a tee shot more than 140 yards uphill. I, I can think of a handful of members at Blackwell that I don't think would get off the first tee in that instance. Yeah, if it was burnt out, as insane. Um...
1: Speaking of teas, you mentioned a fistful of teas, probably the only course in the world which is, it's kind of like the kryptonite to the western birch.
0: Yeah, I mean, our our tea pegs, as uh, our customers and people who are proudly rocking them around the fairways will attest to, they literally do not break. I mean, the one I picked up the other week on the fairways was uh, a blackwell was beaten to within an inch of its life, but the shank of the tea just clearly would not snap. These things, we we're going through them like mad. I, I didn't even hit a shot; I just put it in the yeah. ground. And it in it's like gone. I don't know whether that's some sort of like, you know. I'm assuming that's intervention the, the or David Stone Brown sort of, you know, was thinking well ahead of his years. But um, yeah, it was nuts, absolutely nuts. But I think you know we talked a bit about front nine there. I think the it'd be remiss not to talk about. Um, you know, some of that stuff as well on the closing stretch, which is just really good fun, isn't it? I think
1: think we've, we've, we need to address the elephants in the room, which was, um, we picked up Ollie, um, just before the 13th. Lovely lad. 14th. Lovely lad. Yeah. And, um, he said, "Well, the next hole's a par three and went to walk down to the to the yellow tees. And Sam goes, "No, no, no, I'm not doing that. We're going to play off the white." That's quite back, what was said,
0: to be fair. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm just, teasing. I could, I could see him walking down the hill, and I just went, "Where's the white solid?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, we we'll go off these at the back." And I was like,
1: "Yeah." So the white was a two hundred and fifty. But you, we've been speaking about this rather impressive elevation uphill, and obviously at some point you got to go downhill, and that was it was this hole. So there's two hundred and fifty, but it was so downhill it's unbelievable so i take um i take a four iron and it's still going over the green I mean, It was a little bit left but it's still going over the green by the time it went out out of bounds so sam hits a six iron to basically the green yeah. and he's just
0: walking up just hit a 250 yards six iron <laughs> as as banter but um <laughs> Yeah, I was I was so proud of myself. And I thought, yeah, great. We've we you know, he was a great guy. I thought, brilliant, we've got someone new we've met here, we're gonna play, have sort of six or seven good golf holes with him, and this guy now immediately thinks I'm a ball striker. I thought, mm. you know, we are right in the pound seats. And here. the Gary Cottrells. T- and then yeah, as we kind of crept in, I then neck I think it was the next hole, flushed two irons into like, you know, about eight feet, just missed That it was a sensibility
1: play it sensibly, five iron, five iron.
0: Yeah, and then you go on to is it the 14th then, where you stand up again on the elevated tee? Because it kind of plays very similar to a traditional links, doesn't it? Mm, very you know, much again, out and back. You know, out and back. Again, back to the fact that, you know, in those days, you know, it really was play out as long as you want to go and then turn for home when you're ready, rather than needing mm. to have different loops and nine. And, you know, you get to the top of this elevated tee between the second and the third, and you play over the most gorgeous ravine, don't you? Yeah. You, you know, we all hit absolute rattlesnake just, hooks off can, the tee.
1: Can we just tell the stage of the match at this point? So
0: oh, Okay, yeah. So I've just given you... No, I hadn't... Yeah, i just given you a putt on the last and said, yeah, I'm still like three up, aren't I? You were three five, up, Three yeah. up, five to play. Um, we all hit rattlesnake hooks down down 14. Um, I was like, yeah, you're going to find that. but like, yeah, there's no way that's being found again. And he was right, to be fair. There was a, an knowledge. unbelievable amount of room out left. I, I kind of got some... Yeah, I mean, you made a great four, and a bit of clutter sort of crept in on the short game by that point. Um, two down, yeah, two down. Great par three, yes, yeah, the par, par three. So
1: this is we've been playing blind, short, uphill par threes. This was a short, blind downhill par three that you, it's one hundred and fifty five on the card. But I mean, you just hit wedge is all it needs. It's so downhill, and you can't see anything where you're going. Yeah. Ollie's giving it the, um, oh, those trees are out of bounds. But if you aim towards those trees, that's okay. I was like, they overhang, no, it'll drop the
0: ball down. And <laughs> no, actually, thank you. You, you went well left of the flag, kicks in. And it's just so, you know, it's such an overused cliche in golf. You know, it's one of those courses you need to know your way around. It's, it, you know, the same could apply for every single golf course on the planet. It definitely it, applies. it matters more. more when you can't see the green totally totally there's I mean, so many times where you've just got to play it away from the pin or yeah. play it away from the golf hole because because of the turf it's on and the, the amount of you know you know kind of cotswold stone underneath and it's really firm and it's yeah. really fast so you can actually just run the life out of the golf ball you mm. won't get any backspin, um and that's a classic example yeah. you just flick wedge just go 15 yards left everything will feed in but a lovely little punch bowl But green. that's what
1: you want from a blind shot. Like you want a punch bowl green, so it gives you the opportunity of getting a par at least, which is what it gives you. He doesn't make the green silly. If you can't see the green, he tends to make it a nice green. Yeah. Like an definitely. easy to access green.
0: Sixteen's great hole, but it's like basically playing down a ski slope Sorry, for the last hundred yards. You won fifteen. As you well. won, 15. So one you down. won sixteen as well. So you got it all square. So sixteen, another good golf hole. Yeah, again just landforms all you can say about painswick is just landforms are just Mm. insane um and yeah it's like playing down a ski slope when you get down to the green isn't it 17 really good goal pole actually 17 yeah sneaky good goal sneaky good
1: it's um you play across um basically two public roads um and there's a little there's a like ollie goes and checks on this little ladder thing and i was like Mate, the group in front of miles ahead, there's no need to worry about those. He's like, no, I'm looking for cars. So you check to see where the cars are driving up and down the road. And Ollie gives it, yeah, there's a local rule here that if the ball rolls down the road, bear in mind we're on the top of a mountain, because <laughs> like if it rolls down the road uh, and you both agree it rolls down the road, you can just take a drop in the drop zone, which I thought was incredible. It
0: was absolutely absurd. Uh, and it was a it was a really good golf hole, actually. But it's, a,
1: it's almost, it, it, you know, it struck me a little bit of like the Carnoustie 17th because it had a little island in yeah, yeah, between yeah. the roads. You've got to hit to this island. You can't go. Beyond you can't hit it. anything
0: more than one eighty. No, and you've still got a full second shot. Like if you hit more than one eighty, you are down the road and definitely an OB. So it's like and everything and it's runs away from left, you. Really. You don't really want to hit, even if you have got a five eye in your hand. You don't want to hit a little cutty, no. cutty shot there. Otherwise, that's off you're the in bottom somebody's groove. House. Yeah, so. Um, and then you close with a very nice little par 3 just sorry, in front I birdie, of. I'd birdie Sorry, 17. yeah, now you want to keep getting Yeah,
1: to i birdie to go one up, um, after three down. That was that was nice. And then closed it out with a, a par absolute stop
0: 9 9 in under in yeah. front of, um,
1: in front of a baying crowd. It wasn't
0: quite a baying crowd, uh, was no, it? it
1: was it was absolutely dead, but it is in front of the clubhouse, a glorious clubhouse, it is too. Yeah. Um, and you can imagine on a nice summer's evening when there's you know not Covid that that can be packed out and loads of people drinking out in that, that balcony, watching people come down 18.
0: It's a- so we said, we would keep this short, um, kind of hope people have enjoyed that. I think kind of quick, quick rapid fire, you know, you know, what would you kind of say to people going to Painswick?
1: Definitely go lose your expectations. Don't worry about your score and just, Play match play. Do not play straw play. And take a bottle of water as well. Take that, a bottle that of water. That thing is a
0: proper hike. For 4,800, I would say that's a, it's a proper leg workout as well. Yeah,
1: it's um it's a serious golf course. It's very, very good fun. And um, it definitely one you should tick off your list. I actually came away from it, if I'm perfectly honest, going, yeah, yeah, I love that. I probably wouldn't go back. And the more I've sat on it and yeah. reflected on it, I actually want to go back quickly. Bit of a
0: grower. That's how yeah. I felt. I was... Because it, it is... I think... Gimmicky is a harsh word. It's really tricked up. Yeah. It's really, really tricked up. I'd like to have another crack at it. Severity everywhere. And I think, yeah, exactly. If a course has got you after 48 hours of thinking, like the fact we're sat here going, I'm so annoyed I didn't hit those shots. Mm. That's a good thing. Rather than thinking, I wish I'd have hit those shots better. Yeah. We're actually thinking, I just wish I'd have played different shots out there. And I think that's variety. Yeah. We were coming off
1: 30 degrees, no water, nearly, nearly, you know, having died out there. Um,
0: but we had to make a decision, didn't we? Between take the drone, so <laughs> the drone, or take, or take water. water.
1: Contents king <laughs> thing with blades won. Um That's why Bruce always wins. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's. Uh, I, I want to go back. I want to go back quickly. So I suppose that's probably the only, the most accolade I can give any course. Really
0: good stuff. Well, a bit of a new idea, a bit of a new segment, maybe for the for the pod. Uh, if you liked it, get in touch. And uh, yeah, we we kind of. Uh, We might do a few more of these things. It's nice to do a little local field trip somewhere on our doorstep. We live in the middle of England. There's so much good golf out there to be had. And, uh, yeah, we just thought we'd uh, record a short pub for today. Without that, without further ado,
1: adios. Never get to say adios. Watch
0: this.